Hi everyone, I'm Emma Buggy, an artist and teacher of compassionate communication and active listening. I've created this podcast series for you as a way to introduce you to some of the methods that I hold really dear to my heart and also as a way to share some skills and activities that may help you to invite compassion, understanding, honesty and harmony into your lives and your relationships, both with yourself and with the people that you love and spend time with. Today's programme is a pilot show and an introduction to a series of talks on compassionate communication, so your feedback is really appreciated, as it will help me to find focus and precision for the rest of the series, and it will enable me to deliver the quality and the materials that you desire to listen to. So today, we will begin to explore the intentions of compassionate communication and where it came from, and what it means to me and a little of how I got into this way of living and communicating. I will also be taking you through a demonstration of a simple activity that you can do at home today. This show is the first in a series which really aims to introduce you to my understanding of the world of compassionate communication, which is also known as nonviolent communication, or you might be hearing me calling it NVC for short throughout this podcast and series. My intention is to do that via discussions and interviews and activities with people visiting the show from the NVC community and beyond. And I will probably be mentioning many of my teachers and references for you to look at throughout this podcast, all of which will be found via the show notes of this podcast or via my website at empathart.com. So, what is nonviolent communication, you might be asking yourself? And what better way to get the essence of nonviolent communication than to understand it through a poem? This is a poem that I first heard at one of my first workshops that I did with a trainer from the UK called Tracy Seed. And she read this at the beginning of the workshop and it just blew me away. Um, it's very known in the NVC community as it's being read many times. And it wasn't written for NVC, but it really captures the essence of what it's all about. It's called The Invitation by Oriah Mountain Dreamer. And my partner, Marcos Papagiorgiu, is going to read it for us. Marcos. The Invitation by Oraya Mountain Dreamer. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool, for love, for your dream, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals, or have become shriveled and closed 
from fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it, or fade it, or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes, without cautioning us to be careful, to be realistic, to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another, to be true to yourself, if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul, if you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty, even when it is not pretty, every day, and if you can source your own life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver of the full moon, yes. It doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair weary and bruised to the bone, and do what needs to be done to feed the children. It doesn't interest me who you know, or how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me, and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself, and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Mm, thank you, Marcus, for reading that. That poem really hits the spot for me when it comes to getting to the essence of what NVC is all about. For me, it really speaks of that invitation behind NVC, this invitation to open up all of the emotions and longings that live within us and to share this journey and support one another. You know, as we stand in the middle of the flames together and howl at the moon to bathe in the beauty and strength of our vulnerability and to dance with appreciation and ecstasy for the love and for the joy that we have in our life. For me, that poem is all about acceptance. It's about gratitude, grief, rawness, and daring to be raw with life. So I've been studying and embodying this language and world of compassion and self-awareness for over the past five years, and I'm now working towards becoming a certified trainer with CNVC. I've been learning through a variety of really fantastic teachers, um, 
in fields of compassionate communication and also in other methodologies such as mindfulness. And more recently, I've been studying the neuroscience of trauma and somatic experiences, which have really helped me to understand the way in which I communicate with myself and with other people much more deeply. Um, but mostly I've been focusing on training and giving workshops in nonviolent communication, which is to me, rather than a method, an actual way of life and a real change in perspective with how I see the world, how I read people's reactions and actions and how I build a steady awareness, deepened understanding of, you know, what those stories are that my mind tells me and, you know, what parts of those stories are true and what are the needs that really drive me when I might be judging something to be good or bad or right or wrong and therefore encouraging myself to act or behave in ways that do not really necessarily serve life. So I first came across nonviolent communication just under five years ago when I was living in London with a few flatmates in this little artist's house and my partner under one roof. You can imagine it was a tight and messy environment, but full of great fun and a real community spirit. I'd been there for quite a few months. Um, actually, I think I'd been there for a few years, but there were a few months when there was real communication issues between myself and one of my flatmates, where things were going wrong so often that I really... I was left feeling so ashamed and confused and angry and hurt and pissed off and fed up and well it was just such a mess and it was really uncomfortable to just come home I remember dreading coming home every day and I was really confused about what was going on I remember blaming them I blamed myself I blamed the house I blamed London and I never found solace in any of those options. I never felt comfortable with blaming anything or anyone. I found myself still really confused and just longing for some simplicity and connection. Like, you know, some way for us to really understand one another. And for all of that continuous blaming that was happening between us. And very often non-verbally. And the shaming and the punishing or hiding from each other with silence. I just wanted all of that to stop. So that happened. And shortly after that, um, I ran into another conflict with my partner. And that actually, unfortunately... Well, I say unfortunately, but actually it was a real gift. That broke us up for a period of three months. Um, just before we broke up, we were both sitting in this place of like, wouldn't it be wonderful if there was some other way for us to understand each other and this is so painful and it's such a shame that we need to end now when we had this feeling that like this is not over there's so much more of us to explore 
And yet we couldn't continue from that place. So my partner introduced me to nonviolent communication and Marshall Rosenberg. I started off by watching a series of videos of him giving an intensive training. And I just remember feeling totally stunned. My heart was beating. I, I even remember having like tears behind my eyes. I really remember feeling like having this sense of really finally finding clarity and making sense of communication and the inner world of human beings. Yeah. It was like there was this part of me that was saying, that's it, this is the language and this is what my heart has been longing for all along. It was as if he was speaking the language of my soul and it felt so good to bathe in that place of being understood, finding hope after all of this, a language that truly spoke the beauty of my intentions. And I really realized that, okay, I've already started to embody the Emma who's been waiting to be seen, the heart warrior who wants nothing more than to understand what the feck we humans are all about, you know? Like, what are we really trying to say to one another? And why do we speak so unreasonably sometimes? What really is behind all of that? So let's have a look at where NVC, nonviolent communication, came from and how it was developed. The teachings that I am about to share with you here today are mostly based on my understanding and the learnings of nonviolent communication as a method and a way of life, which was created by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg, who was an American psychologist, mediator, author and teacher. He developed NVC in the 1960s as a process for supporting partnership and resolving conflict within communities, for people, in relationships, in society. And so NVC emerged from his work, from the work that he was doing originally with civil rights activists and mediating in riots between students and teachers in public schools. The characteristic assumptions that underlie NVC are that all human beings share the same needs, that our world offers sufficient resources for meeting everyone's basic needs and that all of our actions and attempts are always made as a way to meet those needs. Another foundation is that our feelings point to the needs that are either being met or unmet in any moment. So when we feel something, it's a surefire way of knowing that either there is a need that's really being met or a need that is not being met. All human beings have the capacity for compassion and human beings really enjoy giving to one another. NVC is based on the four steps of observation, 
feelings, needs and requests. We start in NVC by making observations and what I mean by observation is that we move away from this sense of judgment, blame, analysis, right and wrong language and we try to really translate those thoughts into what's happening in the here and now. What is it that I'm seeing in front of me or hearing rather than making judgments or analysing the things that I see or hear. So that's the first step, observation. Then we connect with our feelings and we look at what is it that I'm feeling when I see or hear that thing that I just listened to? What is it that I feel internally? What happens to my body, the sensations? And once I've connected with my feelings, I can look more deeply into my longings, my desires, my needs. What is it that I'm really longing for in this moment? And then, and finally, we move into the realm of requests. When we make requests, we find creative ways to ask other people or to ask ourselves to meet those needs in the real world. Requests are doable actions, things that can happen in the now. And it's really beautiful when you get to this stage of making a request. For me, there's such a creativity involved in the process because it's about moving away from my expectations of my needs being met in a specific way and moving towards this openness to a real variety of possibilities and ways of meeting our needs. It's like opening our eyes to a world of possibilities. And as I'm here with Marcos today, we're going to do a short demonstration of the four-step process for you so that you can hear the four steps of NVC happening in action and not just in theory. Hey, Marcos. Hey, Emma. Oh, are you going for a walk, my dear? Oh, I'd love to come. Can I join you? Mm, well, I'd rather go on my own. Oh, okay. Well, when you say that you would rather go on your own, is it that you want to have some privacy and time or space to yourself? Yeah. I need some breathing space. Okay, I can understand that. And also I noticed that when you say you would rather go for a walk on your own, I feel a little sad as I long for connection and fun time together. Um, would you be up for playing a board game together this evening, maybe? Hmm. Yeah, that would be fun, actually. I would really like that. So, let's just go over that again. Step one was my observation. When you said you would rather go for a walk alone. Step two, I stated my feelings. I felt a little bit sad. Step three, I shared my need. I long for connection and fun and togetherness. Step four, I made a request. Would you be up for playing a board game together this evening? So you can see in this way that we both get our needs met. Marcus gets his privacy and space to himself and I get to have connection and fun time together. And if you noticed in this conversation, I also guessed Marcus's feelings and needs as well as sharing my own with him. 
This is because the form of NVC also uses three modes of connection, self-connection, self-expression, and listening to others with empathy. So NVC has three modes of connection. We're always asking ourselves as NVC practitioners in every moment, what is it that I want to do now? How is it that I want to connect? Because connection is at the core of everything. So I can either choose to connect with myself, look at my inner world and ask myself, what is it that I'm feeling, that I'm needing? Maybe make a request of myself. Or I can choose to express myself to other people with compassion. So I'm sharing my inner world, I'm sharing my feelings and my needs, and I'm making a request of the other person. Or I can choose to listen to other people with compassion. And in this moment, I'm translating the language of blame and judgment that I'm hearing externally and really wanting to lean in and understand what is it that the other person might be longing for? What is it that they're trying to say to me about how they feel and what they want in the world. And so with NVC, we're constantly dancing between these three modes of self-connection, self-expression, and listening to one another. And it's always like finding the intention of listening. In which way am I wanting to listen right now? Which way is going to serve connection in this moment? would now like to offer you a practice that you can take home and practice with yourself. As I've said earlier, compassion starts with ourselves. And so for today's activity, I want to share a practice that you can do with yourself to help build your own muscles of self-compassion. Something I really imagine is needed during these times when we're all in isolation or stuck at home with the same people day in and day out. This activity I'm sharing is my adaptation of an activity by the NVC trainer, Mary McKenzie, which is called I Love It When. So let's start with the mind. I find that the mind can often block me from going to my body and sometimes I just need to let it speak first. So check in with your mind. Do you have any thoughts about yourself or about someone else? Judgments about them or about you. See if you can write them down in one clear and simple sentence. Something like, he is so selfish, or I will never get this finished, or I'm so slow. Okay, so now that you have your judgment sentence, try and repeat it to yourself a few times out loud or in your head. Notice, how does your body react to this sentence? What sensations do you feel when you say these words? If I say the sentence, I'm too slow, to myself again and again, 
I know that I feel a tightness in my chest. My shoulders come down. I feel sluggish. So notice these sensations in your body and write them down, whatever comes up for you. And then we can move to our feelings. What feelings are connected to the sensations that you're feeling right now? The thoughts that you're having. So when I say, I'm so slow, I know that I feel tired and insecure, fed up. What do you feel when you say your sentence? If you're new to this and finding it hard to locate your emotions right away, you can use a feelings and needs list that I've attached to this post, or you can go to cnvc.org and search for their feelings and needs lists, which you can download and use for this activity and further activities. Okay, so we have our judgment sentence. Mine is, I'm too slow. We have our sensations. Mine were, I feel tension and pain in my chest. And then we have our feelings. Mine were, I feel tired and insecure and fed up. So now we want to ask ourselves, what is it that I want to be experiencing right now instead? I know that for me, when I say I'm too slow, I want to be experiencing effectivity and a sense of ease and flow, maybe even confidence. So check your needs list now and see which need is it that really resonates with you right now. Which one does my body react to with the most excitement or relief when I say it out loud? Maybe choose two or three words to start with. Once you have your needs, try and pick the first that is really speaking to you the loudest in this moment. For me, I notice that the main need is a sense of ease. I want this experience to bring me ease and joy. Stay with this word and closing your eyes again, see how it touches your body as you repeat this word over and over. Hmm, what does it feel like for me? What does it mean to me? Yeah, for me, ease, I feel a sense of relief and openness in my heart. My shoulders are relaxed. I have a smile on my face. Yeah, the sense of ease is so relaxing and wonderful to be with. So you can choose to stay with the sensations that you might be feeling around finding your new need or you might want to spend some time writing about it in your notebook. What does it mean to me, this need? Why is it so important to me? What do I enjoy about having this need fulfilled in my life? So just to go over the steps for you again, so you can do this in your own time at home. Number one, write down a judgment that you have towards yourself or another person. Number two, repeat the sentence to yourself a few times. Number three, check how your body feels when you repeat the sentence to yourself. Number four, see what emotions are coming up for you and write them down. Number five, ask yourself the question, what would I love to be experiencing instead right now? Number six, 
write down two or three needs. Choose the first one that speaks to you the most. Number seven, repeat that word a few times and notice how your body reacts. And number eight, think or write about what this word means to you, why it is important to you and how do you feel when you imagine it fulfilled. Okay, okay, everyone. So the time has come to an end for today's show, our first podcast together and the pilot program for a series of shows I hope to be doing in order to bring you the basics of nonviolent communication into your home. I'm curious how the show has been for you and I'm super excited to receive any feedback, any requests you might have or any questions regarding NVC and the topics that we will be covering in our future podcasts. If you are an NVC practitioner and you would enjoy talk, taking part on one of these shows in the future, then please contact me via email at emma.empathart at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook via my practice group page where you can also find other videos and links, support materials and a space to practice your skills with like-minded people Heart to Heart Communication NVC Group on Facebook. Or you can check out my website www.empathart.com for more information about past and future workshops as well as one-to-one -one empathy sessions and more. I really appreciate the time that you have taken to listen to this podcast and I'm already feeling excited and a little nervous to read your comments and connect with you further between now and our next session together. Thank you for joining me.